Well, we love new friends here at the Big Sky Breakdown, and we have a new presenting sponsor, spearheading our new expansion, Vandals Weekly, but also as a part of the Big Sky Breakdown as a whole, Old Works Golf Course in Anaconda. It's an iconic place, a Jack Nicholas course. If you've never been there, you've never seen it, you got to look up pictures and you got to go check it out. The sand traps, which are prevalent and very challenging, they are all over the place and they're filled with black sand. It is an unbelievable visual spectacle to see. And that plus the elements and the way that it's carved into the mountainside there, it makes it an incredibly challenging course. For all you Bobcat and Grizzly people, if you're in Missoula, in Bozeman, in western Montana, in southwestern Montana, it's a perfect center point right in the middle of everything. And the Old Works Golf Course PGA Improvement Center featuring PGA professional Andrew Alamey is now open all winter long. Expert swing and mental coaching for you all off-season. They also have cl- custom club fitting, multiple state-of-the-art trackman simulators. If you're ready to get into golf or take your game to the next level, call Old Works to schedule your winter session, 406 563 5989. That's 406 563 5989. Old Works and their awesome PGA Improvement Center, the perfect spot for any golfer all winter long. Vandals Weekly back for the first edition of October. Crazy how fast the first month of the season flew by. We're joined like we are each week by Jason Eck, the head coach of the University of Idaho. Idaho coming off of a 44-36 win over Eastern Washington. And coach, a great game, back and forth all the way, but the way your guys' team finished, very impressive. Just take us through it. I mean, what do you think were the key factors for you guys to close that thing out? Well, I was really happy how we uh, ran the ball. You know, it was the the first time we'd had uh, 200-yard rushers uh, in the same game against a Division One team since 2004. So, you know, Anthony Wood was tremendous. You know, conference player of the week, but Nick Romano also did a great job. I think Earl Line has, uh, you know, probably played their best game two weeks in a row. So it's good to see uh, them them growing and, and improving and. Uh, you know, Coach Leiser, offensive coordinator, they did a good job of just kind of going with, uh, you know, how the game set up. You know, we, we ended up running it a lot more than we uh, threw it in that game, and that was the best way to win it. And uh, defense made some good adjustments, uh, you know, probably after the first series in the second half. Uh, you know, they caught us off guard. They, they ran the ball probably a lot more than we expected with, uh, you know, a new quarterback plan, and uh, they had a good game plan. And, you know, I think that team plays really hard, that Eastern Washington team. So give them credit. I think they, they're much improved from last year. So good win for us. You know, you saw how many teams in the top 25 lost last week. So, you know, very happy for the team uh, to come back and, you know, follow up a big win over SAC with a big road win against a ranked team in the conference. Certainly, uh, Eastern gave you their best shot, and you guys were down about, I think, 28-21 midway through the third quarter, and you just had a turnover, but then you – you storm all the way back, and you score multiple times in a row. So, I mean, in that moment, what was the key to that? What did you think of your team's response? I, I liked how we responded. You know, I thought probably the key play, we had a big uh, kickoff return. Uh, you know, after we went down seven uh, in the third quarter, uh, Jermaine Jackson returned it to a, like an 80-some yard return that got us to the seven-yard line and kind of set up the tying score and then – I think that sparked everybody. That sparked the the defense then because then they they got a fourth down stop in the next series that set up a field goal. Uh, then the defense had a you know a quick stop as well where we got a sack on third down or only sack of the game and then uh, went down and scored a touchdown on that drive. So 
Uh, yeah, I think we've, we've done a good job both the last two weeks against Sacramento and uh, against those guys of, of responding when adversity struck. When it comes to just the rushing effort, I mean, 49 rushes, 363 yards, almost 7.5 yards per carry, and like you mentioned, two different ball carriers over 100, but Anthony Woods up over 200 yards, 211 to be exact, and five touchdowns, so really impressive, justifiably the Big Sky Conference Offensive Player of the Week this week. Was that something that uh, Eastern was showing you guys defensively, or why such a high priority? I know you love to run the ball, but I mean, that, it seems like there was a, a big disparity this week. Was it uh, was it schematic based, or what? What led to just having such a, a powerful effort on the ground? Yeah, you know, Eastern has struggled to stop the run. You know, they, they have uh, you know they had some good corners. I think that number one, uh, their corner is a good player. He's probably one of the better corners in the conference, and. Uh, you know they had given up. Uh, it was it was a little tough to judge because uh, yeah they had a tough schedule. But you know uh, North Dakota State ran it pretty good against them, and then uh, the back uh, Larson from UC Davis had over 200 yards the week before before he got hurt. So you know they, they had showed some susceptibility to the run, and then uh, once we got in the game, that was kind of confirmed. And you know our line and tight ends and receivers were blocking well, and that just gave us the best chance to, to win the game. So we were, we leaned uh, pretty heavy on it. I was really proud of the offense the last drive because, uh, you know, they we missed an extra point. You know, we go up 16 and we missed an extra point. So we could have put uh, we could have put the game a 17-point game and uh, it was a 16-point game. Then they go down and score and get a two-point conversion to make it a you know an eight-point game. So it's still, you know, a one-possession game. And, and our offense – you know, usually we talk about a four-minute drill. We had about a six-and-a-half-minute drill where we were able to eat up the rest of the clock just running the ball down the field and keeping the clock moving and, uh, you know, ending the game taking a knee. So I was really proud of our offense for finishing the game that way as well. Vandals Weekly presented it in part by Old Works Golf Course. Old Works Golf Course, a gem of Montana, a Jack Nicholas course. They also have a multiple different trackman simulators you can practice all winter long. Go check them out there uh, in Anaconda. Jason Eck joining us here on Vandals Weekly. You mentioned that Eastern played uh, maybe a different quarterback than people expected. Kakoa Vesperis has been great for Eastern, but they rolled out Jared Taylor instead. Uh, was that a surprise to you guys? And if so, how do you think you guys just adjusted and reacted to a, a guy that's a you know really mobile quarterback who can really get out on the edge? Yeah, we were surprised. You know, we found out in warm-ups when uh, Vesperis wasn't dressed. I think he had gotten either hurt in the last game. He finished the last game, so we didn't know he was hurt or or maybe got hurt in practice. I'm not sure. But uh, when he couldn't go, we, we really weren't sure. You know, you know, they played 13 Wortham quite a bit, but he, you know, he was more of a wildcat quarterback when he was in, um, and he played a little bit more against us than he had. But uh, you know, we didn't know much about the Taylor guy. You know, he was a JC transfer, but uh, he's a heck of a player. I was impressed by him. He really, I thought, competed in the game and and, and played hard. And you know, I, I think we need to adjust probably a little quicker than we did. Uh, to seeing what they what they did against us, but uh, we eventually got the adjustments made, and uh, you know I thought we played after that first drive of the second half. Thought we played pretty good defense uh, from there on out. And back to just Anthony Woods in general. I mean, he's he's such an impressive guy, and I, you can tell he's getting better as you watch him each week. It seems like he's seeing it at a really high level, and when you see it well, and you combine it with his unbelievable athleticism and just how fast he is, uh, it's a pretty dangerous weapon. So I mean. How important is that? Does his sort of development and, and learning exactly where he needs to be in your offense, and, and where have you seen him grow? He's gotten a lot better in the passing game. You know, he's really uh, you know a back we can play on, on every down. You know, last year, you know, we took him out a lot situationally. Uh, you know, we didn't want him in in two minute drills. We didn't want him in on third down. 
but right now, you know, he's probably our best back in every situation. And uh, so he's really matured and grown. And he's he's a great player. You know, he's great with the with the ball in his hands. Uh, last year, a great runner, but not now. I just think he's a great player. And uh, you know, again, I you know, I'm probably biased, but I think he's the best back in our, our conference. And uh, you know, I think he's got a great future ahead of him with having having two more years. You know, I, I think he uh, compares really favorably to uh, Pierre Strong who we had at South Dakota State, who ended up getting drafted there. You know, I think if Anthony can keep developing and, you know, probably adding some bulk over the next few years, uh, you know, I think he can be a guy who could, you know, play at the next level. When it came to recruiting him, I, I know he had some interest from uh, some FCS schools, but he seems like a guy that maybe was a little bit overlooked. So, I mean, how, how did you go about identifying him and recruiting, and how did you get him to, to come to Moscow? You know, Thomas Ford had a good beat on him through, you know, he had come from Washington, and I, I think they were, you know, on the radar. They really weren't recruiting him hard at Washington. You know, they weren't going to offer him or anything, but, you know, he kind of said, hey, this is the guy we should check out, and uh, he didn't have to beat much. It, it was either, I think it was either Utah Tech or Southern Utah was recruiting him. Uh, one, one of those schools was recruiting him. I think that was his only other official visit, so uh, we didn't have a ton of competition. He's from Palmdale, California, which, you know, is just, just probably far enough out of LA that not everybody goes there. Um, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I was familiar. I thought that was a good recruiting area when I was at Montana state, you know, uh, recruited uh, Tui Asasopo kid who I think ended up having a pretty good career there as an offensive lineman uh, was from that same area. So I, I think it's a good area for big sky recruiting just cause it's a little bit just off the beaten track, you know, enough that, uh, you know, maybe some guys slip through the cracks, but uh, you know, he's been a great player for us. That was a great uh, recruiting job by Coach Ford, and uh, you know he's he's been a big factor for us. You know, last year and even more so this year. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Right down the road. Pump it up. Oh, yeah. You mentioned Jermaine Jackson, too. I mean, we've talked about him quite a bit and written about him and stuff, too. But he'll, he'll be our guest here on Vandals Weekly from the Idaho Players side of things. So, I mean, the guy just has so much swagger. I love talking to him. He's just so confident. I mean, what sort of, uh, how much does that add to your team? Not only his abilities, which are tremendous, but also just his attitude and just the way he carries himself. He's a great leader, uh, very well respected by his teammates, uh, you know, voted team captain. Uh, you know, just comes to work every day. He's got a great work ethic. You know, our strength coach would tell you he's one of the hardest working guys in the weight room and in the summertime. And, uh, you know, I think he's just a great example for our younger players about how to go about your business and, uh, you know, brings the juice every game and, you know, a huge part of our offense, a huge part of our return game and just trying to enjoy him. You know, it's a senior year, so we got, we got to enjoy every minute we get with him because uh, he's a guy you'll certainly miss when he uh, he's already graduated, but when he exhausts his eligibility. And this week now, turning the page to Cal Poly, uh, you're down there in San Luis Obispo. So uh, it's an interesting place. I mean, it's a beautiful place, awesome place to hang out and, and recreate. Also a little difficult to get to as well. So, I mean, what do you think of the challenges of this road trip, and what do you think of the matchup with the Mustangs? Yeah, you know, we're, we're chartering in, so it's not, uh, you know, too bad of a, of a trip that way. But, uh, you know, I'm excited to go down there. I've heard a lot of good things about the area and the school. I, I, I think every time I get coached against them twice before, but it's always been, uh, you know, when they were away. So it'll be my first trip down there and really – 
I don't think the University of Idaho has ever played there. I think uh, I think all the games we've played in the history against them have been in Moscow. So uh, it'll be a new experience for us. You know, we got a lot of California guys who will be excited to go back uh, and get a chance to play in their home state again. Uh, you know, Coach Wolf, uh, you know, obviously is a proven head coach in the Big Sky Conference, did a great job really getting Eastern going when he was there. Uh, you know, I think they're still transitioning a little bit. You know, they're, they're you know, they want to throw it around, uh, you know, quite a bit. Uh, they had a little injury where the quarterback Heward missed last week. So uh, it's another week where we got to, you know, we're not quite sure. We got to be ready for him. We got to be ready for Bo Kelly, who started last week. They got another young man, Jaden, who's rotated in. There's a little bit more of an athlete. And, you know, maybe they'll want to play him a little bit, just seeing how he struggled a little bit with the running quarterbacks last week. So, uh, you know, we got to be ready to play well. Again, I'm sure they're not fired up with how their first two conference games went, and uh, I'm sure we're going to get their, you know, their best shot on Saturday. Jason Eck here on Vandals Weekly. He joins us once a week. Excerpt of the Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. Coach Eck, appreciate it, man. Thanks for always taking the time, and best of luck this weekend. All right, thanks, Colter. Take care. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. For the second straight week, we're talking to a reigning Big Sky Special Teams Player of the Week here on Vandals Weekly. It's the new podcast from Skyline Sports, checking in with everything going on over there on the Palouse with the now number three ranked in the country, Idaho Vandals. Last week, we talked to Ricardo Chavez after his game-winning field goal against Sac State. This week, we're talking with wide receiver Jermaine Jackson, who had a big kick return to help spark Idaho to a ranked win over Eastern Washington. Jermaine, man, thanks for taking the time with us today. Thanks for having me. And I just want to start with the, the special teams aspect of it because you now had really big kick returns in each of the last two games. You had a big one late in the game against Sac State two weeks ago that had a penalty tacked on to the end of it that put you guys in really good position for Ricardo to kick that game-winning field goal. And then this week you rip off an 84-yarder and that sparked a run of 23 straight points for Idaho as they pull away late from Eastern Washington. What's it been like contributing in that phase of the game too? Yeah, we always talk about like uh, firing on all three cylinders of the field, like offense, defense, and special teams. So I think we was just doing a good job with uh, on the special teams in this week. We could have been a little better in some in some uh, parts of the special teams, but like kickoff return, we did we did all right. But I feel like yeah, just knowing that we could fire on all cylinders that that's that's that was big for us, and you know I think that helped us um, get those wins for sure. Four kick returns for 151 yards last week for Jermaine Jackson, including that 84-yarder that ended up just short of the end zone, led to an Anthony Woods touchdown and helped spark the Vandals. JJ, you were an all-conference wide receiver last year. You were also first-team all-conference at punt returner. You didn't return a ton of kicks last year, although you had a touchdown on a kick return in the playoff game. What's it been like sort of adding that into your game this year? You're returning a lot more kicks this year. Yeah, like, yeah, they found something in it. But, you know, I've always been a returner at heart, like high school. Uh, growing up, my whole life, I always returned, always had a love for it. So I feel like they, they, they see that and, I, and they know I take it serious. So, and, and I could actually help the team make a big play with the, with those units. So I, I just think it's, it's good to have that, uh, you know, extra uh, part of the game that I could, you know, help help the team with. You guys now up to number three in the polls after beating Sac State and Eastern Washington in back-to-back weeks. 
What's the vibe been like around this team? How are you guys reacting to that? What are you you taking away from the lofty perch that you guys are sitting in right now being number three in the country? Yeah, we're not trying to get too high or too low about it. We're just trying to stay the course, you know, keep everybody in the building, you know, just don't let the outside talk get in our ears. But, you know, last yesterday we had a good practice. I feel like we started off the week pretty good, you know. Physical practice, long physical practice that, I know, set the tone. It just just goes to show the type of team we're ready to be, you know. After after a huge uh, ranked win, we we go back to practice hard, and it just, it just shows a lot. So I think we're, we're, we're in good shape right now. And you guys on the road again this week for the second straight week. You're heading to San Luis Obispo uh, to take on Cal Poly. What's been the scout on Cal Poly? What are you looking forward to this week as you guys go on the road again? Yeah, same thing, you know. Just control the game with with our offense, you know. Defense play off play off each other, you know, like how we usually do. No matter what, if the if the defense give up how many points, we got to go out there and score however much points they gave up. And the defense, if if uh you know we can't get the ball, if we can't get the ball going on offense, the defense got got to hold them out for us. It's, we just play off each other. I think that's been the reason that we've been so good this year. Old Works Golf Course is one of the most challenging tracks you will find anywhere in Montana, and that's why they host so many of the premier golf tournaments around the Treasure State. The 18-hole course measures at more than 7,700 yards, making it one of the longest courses in the Big Sky State. The Jack Nicholas design comes from one of the best players of all time and one of the world's leading course designs. Jack Nicholas has designed over 310 courses, including this gem located in Anaconda, Montana. Although right now, golf season is coming to a close, the Old Works Golf Course PGA Improvement Center, featuring PGA professional Andrew Alamy, is now open all winter. Andrew can help you with expert swing and mental coaching, plus custom club fitting, and they have multiple state-of-the-art track band simulators. If you're ready to get into golf or take your game to the next level, call Old Works 406-563-5989. And be sure to check out Jack's Grill while you're there. Jack's Grill is also open year-round. Old Works Golf Course a gem of the Treasure State located in Anaconda, Montana. Jermaine Jackson, Idaho wide receiver, kick returner, punt returner, really great all-purpose player for the Vandals, joining us on Vandals Weekly, part of the Big Sky Breakdown, brought to you by Skyline Sports. Jermaine, you had such a great year last year. You went up over 1,000 yards. I just wanted to ask about the offense that you guys are in, and we know you guys had a ton coming back last year. Giovanni McCoy, your quarterback, won the Jerry Rice Award last year for the best freshman in the FCS. Hayden Hatton made a huge name for himself last year as as one of the best wide receivers in the country, and you did as well. I mean, going up over 1,000 yards, I think you led the Big Sky Conference in yards per reception. You guys have Anthony Woods this year, who's really taken a step forward at running back, another young guy. We've seen TJ Ivey have a, have a bunch of big catches for you. You've got Therese Trainer back this year, a former all-conference guy at wide receiver. What's it like being a part of that group and operating in an offense that has that many weapons? It's fun, man. You know, you, you don't get to have this a team like this with that many weapons and you know I think the coaches they they love they love using all of us and, and they put us in good positions to win and you know I feel like the it's it's crazy like I've never experienced a team like that with this many weapons and it's fun playing with these guys and I've been having the ball what have you thought about Giovanni McCoy's development this year? I mean, and he's been around for a couple of years. He played a little bit two years ago, but ended up redshirting that season. He was really great last year. It seems to me like he's taken even another step forward this year. What have you seen from working with your young quarterback every day? Yeah, he's he's so much like he's beyond his years. The dude is like way more mature than his, his age says, and he just 
I think he's ready for whatever, like whatever the task is at hand. Like the sky's, I always say this, but the sky's the limit for that guy. And I just, I love playing with him. And he's gonna keep, he's, he gets better every day. And he just, I, I love playing with him. Jermaine Jackson, Idaho wide receiver, joining us on Vandals Weekly. Vandals back-to-back wins over ranked teams in Sac State and Eastern Washington. The last two weeks has vaulted them to number three in the polls. They're going to San Luis Obispo to take on Cal Poly this week. Jermaine, I want to talk a little bit about you. I mean, you've been around Idaho for several years now. Last year was only your breakout season. There was COVID. I know you had a big injury. What's it been like upping your game these last couple of seasons? Yeah, it's just... It just it was it last year was huge for me, you know, getting getting off to a good start for like my first actual season. But, you know, it's just it's it just it was just a blessing, you know, being I wasn't I'm I was really supposed to be done last year, but it's it's a blessing that I get this extra year, uh, with 'cause of COVID and, you know, what what happened with my knee. But yeah, I just I don't know, I used it to I use it as motivation to propel me forward and it's just it's been helping me uh to this day. I I kinda I thank God for it. Tell me a little bit about your your journey to get to Moscow and to get to Idaho. I mean, I know you're from Oakland originally. I know you were at junior college for a couple of years, but how did you get to uh, to Idaho? Yeah, yeah. I started at the CSM Junior College in uh, San Mateo. Yeah, and transferred in 2020. Uh, yeah, I transferred in June 2020. I was recruited by Brian Reeder and uh, Coach Petrino. But yeah, th- those are the two coaches that recruited me mostly and brought me here. But yeah, what was it like making that transition? Had, had you ever been to Idaho before? Have, no, I've never been to Idaho. I mean, the transition was different day and night from California. But you know, I just embraced it. You know, this is uh, you know, I'm always I'm I'm gonna definitely come back here and call this like kind of my second home. So it's, it's it's different coming from California, Bay Area, especially where I'm from, and coming to Idaho. But I just you know try to adapt in the best way as possible. Yeah, and then you mentioned it. You you had the knee injury in sort of that spring 2021 season. The fall season when you got to Idaho was canceled because of COVID. They come back and play in the spring. You hurt your knee. You have to come back and sort of work your way back. What was the rehab process like? What was it like having to, to wait so long to sort of make an impact at Idaho? I mean, you, you never really got a chance to see the field before last fall because of because of COVID and because of the injury. What was it like waiting for that long? Yeah, I just I feel like the biggest thing was to not just not get discouraged about you know all the stuff that was going on, and I just just focus on the uh, next step, next day, uh, how I'm gonna get better this day, and that's I feel like that's what that's what uh, helped me get through the process. The process was hard, you know. I I, I did a lot of rehab here at the dome with uh, Nasumi, one of our trainers. She's she's been, she was awesome, and I and I love her and appreciate her so, so much. She uh she got me back in like six and a half months, and I was like playing fully with no knee brace and all like she did a great job with my rehab I tore my ACL and my MCL so it she had to deal with both of that and that's why I just it was it was crazy how how fast we got back how fast she got me back on the field but yeah I appreciate her and I appreciate all of it all of it for it it was just a blessing in disguise well really impressive to come back from a knee injury like that in six months Jermaine Jackson the explosive Idaho wide receiver Joining us for Vandals Weekly, it's part of the Big Sky Breakdown here on Skyline Sports. Jermaine, you've been there long enough that you've seen the coaching change as well because you were recruited by Coach Petrino, and then you were there when Coach Eck came in. What were your first impressions of the new coaching staff having Coach Eck come in? What did you think when that happened? I, I was like when the first, when the coaching staff got here, I was I, I I loved the dudes when they got here. Like Coach Linehan, that was my dude when he first got here. Eck seemed like a fun guy. He just everybody's everybody seemed pretty chill, and you know we got a young coaching staff, so it was like 
they relate to us and they they understand like what, what we got going on outside of the football stuff. And a lot of the, these coaches play football too, so they really understand what's going on. So I just I I, I appreciate this coaching staff as soon as they came through the doors. What was it like? Coming back home for that Sac State game because you guys didn't play in the Kibbe Dome during the non-conference. You've only got four home games this year. That was your first chance, and you don't have a ton of chances to play at home this season. What was it like playing in that atmosphere and, and getting that win? Finally, getting to play at home. Yeah, we we've been we were circling that one on our schedule for uh, since we since we lost last year. That loss took a toll on us a lot. You know, played a lot in with, with playoffs and all last year. But yeah, we couldn't wait till we got to see Sac State back in the dome, and, it, and I think from last year it definitely helped us uh, get the win this year. There you go, Jermaine Jackson, Idaho wide receiver, joining us for Vandals Weekly on the Big Sky Breakdown. Vandals up to number three in the country, still undefeated against the FCS with two ranked wins in back-to-back weeks against Sac State and Eastern Washington. Going down to California to take on Cal Poly this weekend, Jermaine. Anything else that you wanted to mention before we get you out of here? Probably just buckle up. Jermaine Jackson, Idaho wide receiver, kind enough to take some time to join us here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Jermaine, appreciate the time, man. Good luck the rest of the way. It's been fun watching you so far, but good luck this week against Cal Poly, and it was good talking to you. Appreciate you guys for having me. Thank you. Whether you're a sports fan or you run a business, you got to have something to wear. Why not get it branded? Why not represent your favorite sports teams, your favorite high school, your favorite college, your favorite pro team? Why not represent your business when you're out and about your respective communities? Anode Designs can help you out. Anode Designs, our great friend Blake Hempstead, contributor at Skyline Sports. He's the man in charge there at Anode, and they can get you hooked up with everything from Anaconda Copperhead gear to any and every sort of branded gear for your business. Find out more, visit Anode Designs You can also find them on Facebook. Anno Designs is located at 421 East Park Avenue in Anaconda. You can find them on Facebook or you can give them a call, 406-563-0121. Where we get all our gear from Skyline Sports, Anno Designs in Anaconda.